0: You're listening to the DGD podcast, sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. I right, welcome back to the DGD podcast. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. Again, happy Friday, as always. Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Listen, we're going to talk recruiting and a lot of it. Okay. But first, make sure to check out Lost and Watches. Use code DGD at checkout to get ten percent off your purchase, site wide. And check out the Discord and the Patreon. Get some intel uh, that you might not find other places. And while obviously, listen. So Juan, we talked. You know, I don't know if we've talked about this. Dylan Raiola, twenty twenty four quarterback, right? Let's go ahead. Listen, this is the perfect time to to look at recruiting and how it how things are changing for Georgia, right? How they're changing. And we're going to talk a little bit more into, you know, multiple positions, but I definitely want to start at the quarterback position because, in my opinion, that's one of the pivotal pieces of a recruiting class. And you look at the situation where, you know, for 23, right, for in the 2023 cycle, you're in the hunt for Arch Manning, which a lot of people think it's probably Texas – Georgia at this at this point. You you look at other schools that are in there, but let's be honest, I think it's these two teams and we'll see what happens there. You know, 2024. Listen, you look at Dylan Raiola just commits to Ohio State. Um, You know, that's a tough loss for 2024. Right. I I really like what I saw and see for that matter uh, with right with um, Dylan's tape and everything like that. But all is not lost for twenty twenty four, right? It's not lost. There is a uh, there is a quarterback uh, out of Providence in Charlotte, North Carolina, near me, Uh, Jaden Davis. Okay, in the same class, twenty twenty four. This, in my opinion, and this is hard to say this, but he, dude, is a stud. Mm -hmm. Okay, a absolute stud. So if you if you know depends on the situation, right? You know. Is Arch Manning for the twenty three class one? Is that a must have recruit for this cycle for
1: Georgia? It is an absolute must have uh, recruit, and it's funny. I was um, talking to a friend of mine, and we were just basically just talking about the, the the genius of of Kirby Smart, and so Kirby probably had a you know had a conversation with um, you know with, with the quarterbacks with that group. Um, and for him to allow Stetson Bennett to stay on an additional year had some potential to kind of hurt recruiting. I mean, you had uh, you know, one, one of our top receivers leaving just because of that. And then, two, you know, they didn't really go too hard after our quarterback. I, I don't necessarily consider Gunner Stockton that blockbuster guy that, that we were looking for, but he's basically saying, listen, this is what the quarterback room looks like right now, Arch Manning. It's basically yours to take. And so if, if, if he follows in the footsteps of his uncle Peyton uh, Peyton Manning, his freshman year, probably, you know, he didn't start probably the first four or five games, but then after that sixth game completely took over. And then he was the starting quarterback for Tennessee from there on out. Same thing uh, with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence took over halfway and, and, and the guy that he was competing with was a pretty good quarterback. Um, so I think that that's what, what, what they're looking for. And, you know, if you're going to be at a premier program, you're going to want to be at Georgia. And, you know, if you, if you're looking at the future, if I'm look if I'm a quarterback or if I'm a recruit and I'm looking at the future, Texas for me is not it. It's going to be in the sec, even though Texas will be in the sec, but it's Georgia who's already established and it's just going to be one championship after the next. So in order for that to happen, we need, Arch Manning.
0: No, I like your idea. Right, listen, the 23 cycle is absolutely deep at, you know, the quarterback. If you look at the top, there's a lot of, you know, quarterbacks at the top, right? And honestly, I'm in a situation where, you know, you, you look at Nico, right? Nico out at um, that's committed to Tennessee. Dylan Lonergan is a quarterback that's in state. You have to worry about him being a, a baseball player because he is a bona fide baseball player but there's a lot of quarterbacks to choose from, but Arch Manning, you know, listen, you look at what he's doing down at Newman, right? Down in Louisiana. And for me, I think what you're, what you're trying to recruit him is for his IQ. He is a, he he's, listen, the Manning pedigree, right? That athletic that listen, the, the whole Manning family is athletic, right? I think the only reason why Cooper wasn't like a bona fide athlete or, you know, quarterback or, you know, football player like um, Archie and all those other guys, medical issues, right? Mm-hmm. But super athletic, and I think he was honestly even more athletic than Eli and Peyton for that matter. So that tells you what you're looking out of to get. But his IQ is through the charts. Like, it's off the charts. Like, you you get him in a situation where, you know, like his, and for Archie, you're looking at this right here. You look at Georgia, you look at Texas, right? Those are the top two that you're, you know, a lot of speculation. Listen, he keeps things closer to vest, right? So if you hear anything about Arch, unless it comes from him or Cooper, it's almost just hearsay. You just have to speculate at this point. But comes out saying, you know, Athens is the best uh, college town he's ever seen, right? You look at, listen, there's an X factor here that I don't think people really understand one, and that's Buster Faulkner. Listen, his offensive coordinator at Newman, right? And this was a uh, shout out to Jeff Santel here, but uh Buster Faulkner was the offensive coordinator for for uh, for Arch's offensive coordinator at Newman. So there's a lot of links here to Georgia, but you look at this situation and Georgia's offensive line is probably one of the best ones in the, in the, in the country. Right. But they also have a defense and and one as a former player yourself, I think you understand the importance of having a defense to go with the offense. It, it helps you out as a quarterback because not saying that he can't, but you're not under the same amount of pressure to go out and win games, from a necessity standpoint, more so than, okay, I have a defense that's going to help me out if I mess up, right? But you want to be – he's going to be smart with the ball, things like that, but he's also – his defense, it's not going to be a shootout week in and week out, right? That has to weigh on a quarterback's mind because not saying that he wouldn't mind that, right, from a statistical standpoint, but at the same time, if I have the ability to have a defense like Georgia's, I'm not under as much pressure right? He's going to the NFL regardless, right? So stats don't matter in college to him. Like, it could if you're trying to win Heisman or whatever. But I think for for Arch, and this is my assumption here in speculation, I think he wants to win a national title. Where is he going to have the better chance to do it at? Is he going to have a better chance to do it at Texas or or in Georgia?
1: Yeah. I'm thinking I just, Georgia. I just I just don't see it happening. The, the, the benefits of him going to Texas, obviously you've got Sarkeesian, who... I uh, just saw something on Twitter that kind of just showed his pedigree of the players or sort of the QBs that he's put in the NFL. Now He does a great job. And Munkin, unfortunately, does not have uh, that. And, and historically, Georgia does not have that. But why not be, you know, what the, the probably the second or third quarterback to ever come out of Georgia to be something special? I mean, You've got uh, Matt Stafford, who just won a Super Bowl. And uh, you know why? Why not be you know be a part of something special? And then that you know that may start a huge trend of quarterbacks wanting to go to go to Georgia. Just again, just like Alabama, which again you go back to uh, you know a, a couple of years ago with your McElroys and, and and those guys, and you know no one wanted to go to Alabama to play quarterback. Now. Alabama's getting the top tier quarterbacks all over the place. And Georgia is now in the running to do that. If they pull off Arch Manning, then that's going to, you know, set, set a, set a, some type of storm off to say, Hey man, this is going to be the place to be. If Arch Manning, who everybody knows uh, wants to go there that, you know, that that's going to be something that quarterbacks are just going to follow in his footsteps.
0: Absolutely. Now I want to take a moment to talk about Jaden Davis. Not only is he from North North Carolina, near me, transfers into, uh, into Providence, sorry, Providence, uh, which is a, a very, very, very good school uh, in North Carolina. You also look at what he did. So I think composite-wise, he's number two overall for the 24 cycle, right? You lose on Dylan Raiola to Ohio State, presumably, right, unless things change. But what he brings, what – uh, Jaden Davis brings is a true dual threat, but my man has a cannon and he's, and he's very athletic. So I'm sold on Jaden Davis point blank period. Right. And, and I will say this right here. The fact that Georgia missed out on Raiola only strengthens my confidence in Georgia, potentially landing Jaden Davis. Right. Right. I'm telling you right now, if you have not done your research on this kid, I'm surprised you haven't. I know, But at the same time, 2024 is a good chunk away, right? A lot of people focus on 23, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, Juan. But yeah. 2024, if you need a quarterback of the future, Jaden Davis is your guy. I'm just saying. But we're going to do a quick roll call, Juan. Uh, we have – the 63-3 to DGD, Patrick Oliver, Joel Sanders Boos, and Bishop Don. Guys, thanks for hanging out on this Friday. Listen, we're hearing some go-dogs, some hey-guys, hey-dogs. Listen, while we're talking, we've talked about Arch, we've talked about the quarterback position. Juan, you talked about Arch being a must-have get, right? Not only is he the must-have you want, right, but I'm telling you right now, what he can bring potentially in other positions is a is an excellent ad addition to this twenty three class. Right, just gonna leave it there. You look at guys like Ruben Owens. It's been openly talking about wanting to play with uh, with Archin in, in a, uh, college. Right, Ruben Owens is a dude at running back. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolute stud. Very fast, very fast. But he's also physical. He's got that perfect blend that you want. Right. But I want, so in the comments, guys, we're going to talk about positions. But if you want a position to be talked about currently, right, the, the topic is how Georgia is changing its method of recruiting for the day. Feel free to drop a comment. Let us know what position you want to hear us talk about. And we will talk about it. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about running back. Listen, nothing's changing at running back for Georgia. Nothing's changing. OK, it is business as usual. If the mold isn't broken, there's no need to fix it. Period, because you just got in the you just, in the twenty cycle in in this re, uh, rec, in the past cycle, I should say. Wow, I am having a hard time today. <laughs> past cycle, you look at you know Andrew Paul, right? Three star. Don't underestimate the three star ranking. We know this dude came out amazing in the in the in the uh, end of the recruiting cycle, right? After Jordan James commits to Oregon instead, decommits and then commits to Oregon, but you also get Branson Robinson, right? You also get Branson Robbins. You're good there, but 23, you're going for the best guys. Del McGee will go get the best guys that he knows will fit perfectly. So with that being said, we're going to move to what Michael B. asked us to talk about, and that is wide receiver, right? And let's be honest, with new coach B. Mack, well, new coach B. Mack, right, because his uh, former days, he was a running backs coach before Del McGee and everything. Now he's here as a wide receivers coach. And he cleaned the board off, right? Cortez goes to LSU. Coach Hankton goes, comes in, swipes the board clean, right? Swipes it clean. Now you're starting to see some guys, right? That you could see here, some elite guys. Hakeem Williams is a name that people not, might need to keep an eye out for. You're in the hunt for, right? He's going to his track record for running backs is is second to none, right? I don't know if people remember this, but he was a, he was crucial. And bringing in Gurley, Chubb, Michelle, Keith Marshall, those guys—that's some big-time running back names. Big-time running backs, right? I expect them to do the same thing with receiver. Now, Juan, do you notice? Like, do you think that the the prototype, prototypical per se, prototypical receiver for Georgia? What What would you? How would you list that prototypical receiver?
1: Um. That, that, that's a tough one, um, because historically, you know, even going back to A.J. Green, the the, the Fred Gibsons and all that, it, it's it's just not necessarily been um, in anything in particular. There's been a tall guy, short guy, fast guy, not so fast guy, and they just do so much rotating. So you don't you know, uh, George is going to be the last place that you're going to think about is wide receiver you. And so, you know, it, you know, it's. Michael as far as you know wide receivers are concerned it's going to take a while it's going to take some some um you know some stick to itness with you know them sticking with one or two guys maybe three guys you think about Alabama the last couple of years and you have your meches you have your Jamison Williams and, and everybody knows about those guys everybody knew about the LSU guys with uh um you know jefferson and, and and jamar chase and and even ohio state ohio state had guys go three i think what was it what four, it was five, back, six, to back, to back. <laughs> back to back to back three guys so so georgia has not had nor will they have for a while anything like that they're not going to get the five-star guys and I, and I don't mean to be a debbie downer but being a receiver just being realistic they don't stick with a guy long enough in order for him to stay. And obviously you looked at, you know, we, we lost a big time receiver who, you know, he may have been a little bit selfish, may have had some, you know, some, some attitude issues. However, you know, when you see the writing on the wall and in big time game time situations, you've got one of your best guys in Pickens, who was a second, was Pickens a second round or third rounder? I forgot. Um, But, but you got a guy Pickens who's the most dominant athlete on the field and in key times in the game, he's not in the game, or he gets two, you know, he gets two receptions. And so that, and, and until you know, B. Mac goes and changes that, and you know, he's the he's the passing coordinator too. So that's going to be a good thing. But until he gets to the point where he's sticking with with one guy, we're not going to be able to draw those big time names and those big time receivers for a while. So, but then again, too, you got Arch. If 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 Arch can talk to some guys and say, hey, listen, let's go in there and make a difference. Will they be patient enough to rotate um, and 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 do all those things that historically George has done with their receivers?
0: Um, I'm with you. Listen. So I'm going to do this right fast. Listen. In in our in my backyard, for the 24 cycle, not 23, but 24 cycle, there's two kids. I'm a, there's two kids. Number three, number eight, out of Grimsley High School here. Number three, Alex Taylor. Alex Taylor and number eight Terrell Anderson. Listen, both of those guys right there have the ability to. They're fast. Like they're, they're not. They're not like elite speed, right? You're not like a four three four two type, right? Four 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 five range. I, I feel is there. They're both 6'3", six, six, range. They they're physical. Terrell Anderson is an absolute physical freak. After after he gets the ball in his hands, he will stiff arm the shit out of you. He, you know, he, he's very physical, and, and that's what I like to see from a receiver. Physicality, ability to go in, soft hands, great routes. Both of those <coughs> – excuse me. Both of those guys. Ability to run routes. <coughs> pristine. I love it. They're crisp routes. Could work, you know, a little bit better, but I'm telling you right now, they're, they're, where they are right now, they're only going to get better. Both of those guys, in my opinion, I would love to see at Georgia – I think you have them on the outside. That would be an ideal matchup. Listen, I just like what they put on the field. And it's only going to get better, right, until they get to the next level. It's it's a matter of time, right? They're 24 kids. But I'm telling you, they're only going to get better And this year. is just going to be one of those years where the potential for a breakout season from both of these guys is way up there. With that being said, though, if you want a guy that's smaller – like almost undersized one. There's two kids out here that I think their speed makes up for the size, right? From a receiver yourself, you can understand that if you're not the prototypical size, you better have the speed. And the two guys that I'm about to name around me have it. Barry Tate from Northeast Guilford, RJ Baker from Dudley, about 5'9", 5'10", about 180 range for both, I think, but 4'3 speed. And and, And listen, if you don't believe me, Check them out, watch the huddle highlights, and you'll see for yourself just how fast it is. Tate does not lie. Yeah. It does not lie. Yeah, I'm just saying right now, Barry Tate, look them up. RJ Baker from Dudley, look them up. I promise you, this speed is unreal. It's a legit 4 3 speed, both of those guys. And you know, right? You might not be six feet, 6 1 like Arian and CJ Smith. But if you've got that kind of speed – and listen, both of them are excellent in space. Screens, perfect for screens. Getting them in space, let them use their twitch to get around and break tackles and get out and just go. Both mm-hmm. of them excellent kick returners in high school. I promise you, the speed is real. So whether you want the size, like you see at Grimsley here, right, with Alex and Terrell, or your speed from Barry or um, Barry and uh, RJ – just around here, you have that blend. You know, like you said, what Georgia wants, I, I think you're kind of seeing that mix, right? You're going to see some smaller guys. You're going to see some bigger guys. There's some around here. And, and listen, Mac knows what's around here, but he knows he's looking around the whole nation, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that he comes in and literally wipes the board clean and you start to see us come into these guys like Hakeem, uh, Williams, <coughs> he, he's going to go get the best guys. That, you know what I mean? He's just going to do that. My opinion is there's some guys just here for me that can fit those molds very well. Now, Juan, do we do we talk about the tight end and how it's changing? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> it, it's an embarrassment of riches. We are very it, tight end yeah. rich right now.
0: Absolutely. Listen, I, Juan, I'm going to let you talk about this. What is changing – in regards to tight end recruiting at Georgia.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, Monk, what Munkin was able to do from that 13 personnel and, and and to be successful, to win a national championship with with more so three tight ends on the field was absolutely amazing. But what he's done is he's 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 just changed the game, where the tight end is just not only that's that big time blocker, and every now and then they'll just they'll just throw him a bone. The tight end, which I've never seen in my entire life, was running jet sweeps. <laughs> who's, who's ever seen or heard of a tight end jet sweep? I would, I,
0: would have, I, I couldn't honestly, <laughs> and, honestly.
1: And, and I've me. I've been an offensive coordinator for for football for years and years, and I would have never have thought in a million years to have my have my tight end run a run a jet sweep. But he's just kind of revolutionized the game and, and what the tight end can do, and making him more of that that hybrid guy. And we saw in the in the uh, spring game what Eric Gilbert could do so imagine you've got a Brock Bowers you've got an Eric Gilbert you've got Delp you also have Darnell that um, you know they they could just rotate those guys in and out and it's it's just going to be very very difficult to game plan for that I mean there's so many personnel groupings, so many things that you have to game plan for and it's just going to be a matter of are they going to are you going to be ready you know when when that hits the field jesus man so if, if, if i'm a tight end and i'm in i'm in high school i'm telling you right now i'm looking i'm looking at georgia for sure or if you know you, you hate to say this because you don't want to lose recruits but if Munkin just picks up and goes somewhere i'm i'm chasing Munkin because you know that you're going to be a big time part of the offense i'll tell you this if you're a bigger receiver
0: like from a, from a measurable standpoint i tell you right now If you're 6'4", about 2.30, something like that, if if you're out there and you've somehow come across the DGD podcast right now or later in the future, whatever the case be, and you're in high school, if you want to come to Georgia, just block and and get great at blocking, right? I trust your receiving skills. Todd Hartley will come get you, okay? Todd Hartley will come and get you. Listen, Todd Hartley's new nickname for me, Juan, is the Mountie. He always gets his man. (laughs) just I'm leaving it there so it it makes too much sense it really does like you know the crazy thing about it is you know you look at you know Eric Gilbert goes to LSU right when we thought that there was a good chance that he could have went to Bama at first but then Georgia for the longest time right knowing that we needed two tight ends that class right you get Darnell Washington right and that's awesome you needed that but Eric goes to LSU right those are the two guys like it was him uh, Darnell and Theo Johnson. Theo commits to Penn State. All right. I mean, but he was also from Canada, so it kind of made sense there too. But nonetheless, neither here nor there. Eric Gilbert goes to LSU. Kind of spurns the whole country. Really, it didn't nobody really expect anything. I think he was chasing the previous year's success on offense, and it just wasn't the case. Regardless, he is now at Georgia, alongside of Darnell Washington. Both two guys that he won. Listen. The Maloney always gets his man. <laughs> look, Brock Bowers, only tight end that he recruited, my man got him, right? right? You look at Oscar Dell, only tight end that he recruited, like physically and hard, like hard recruit, got him. Now he's got two tight ends in Pierce Berlin and Lawson Lucky. We'll wait to see if they sign on the dotted line, but there's a good chance that you probably will. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just going to be insane, right? Like the way that – the way that Georgia is utilizing the I the tight end in the offense, why, if you're an elite tight end, why would you not want to come to play at Georgia? Because you can see personally, you're going to play, right? You're going to play. Like and, and the way we're recruiting him is you see receiver type guys, but able, you know, but able to block. Brock Bowers got better at blocking last year. Oscar yep. Dell, he's still got a he's a brand new freshman. If he plays, he's going to get better at blocking. You know, I don't know if you're going to see like the John Fitzpatrick type, right? You might, but I think you're going to see a rotation, kind of what we do with our running backs, but for tight ends. I just, yep. I just feel like that's the case.
1: Yeah, it's it's like we have a, like I said, a, a team full of Kyle Pitts. You know, and you think about Kyle Pitts at Florida. He basically just changed the the entire uh, game when it actually came to tight ends, and so we took a page out of their book. And, again, uh, you know, and think about Lawson Lucky. I mean, his, he's, he's a legacy guy. His dad played at Georgia. Uh, he's at, at Norcross right up the road. Why would he not want to come and be a part of, you know, what, what they've got going on here at Georgia? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now we're going to transition. Listen, we could talk about tight ends all day. Offensive line, I feel like obviously Stacy Searle's coming in, right? He's been here before. Notice the trend of guys that have come in, that are coming back, right? You look at the offensive line, in my opinion, we need to get better and we need to get we need to there's some guys in the state of Georgia right now that would, would dominate at the next level, but there's no there's there's no offer from Georgia. The in-state school is not offering them. Yeah. To me, that's ugly, right? Say say it again. Sorry, no, so I'm not knocking Bo Hughley. Bo Heugly is going to be a dude, right? And Ernest Green last year. And I don't really like doing this, but when you get Drew Bubba, Griffin Scroggs, and that's your offensive line makeup, most of the the work there, I'm not knocking these kids, but Georgia needs to hit those five stars, four stars, right? Like Caden Proctor would be a perfect fit for this. Listen, Caden Proctor out of Iowa, as crazy as this may be, he's going to go to Iowa watch and the kid will absolutely he will be an all-american he will be a first round pick at tackle and or i think he's a guard actually he's the kid will be a bona fide stud at the collegiate level and i have a feeling he's going to iowa now he's from iowa but what i'm trying to say is the evaluation of offensive line talent you need listen this year guys this year you're more than likely have a chance to lose broderick cedric van pran you have Warren McClendon going to be gone. Uh, Warren Erickson will probably be gone, right? You're losing so much of your starting lineup, and what do you have after that, right? You've got a log jam at guard, right? High school tackles that get moved into guard immediately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you got to get it figured out. These guys, you, you need true bona fide studs along your offensive line. So I need to see an uptick in the way we recruit and evaluate. All right, listen, wh- why haven't we saw some of these kids come out and get offers from Georgia, right? There are some there are some damn studs down in Georgia from an all- interior line and tackles, for that matter, that play like tackles. They're not limited. Even at high school level, they're not limited. They'll be able to play tackle at the next – in college, I promise you. Yep. You need to sit there and evaluate your in-state talent and offer them kids Now. Now. Because eventually, that offensive line room is going to get weaker, and it's not going to be a good weaker. Like, right. <laughs> a Bad. Like.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: You want quality depth. You don't want depth. You want quality depth. If you're not careful, you're just going to have depth, and that yep. causes problems. One, I think this might be my favorite part of the time. You ready for this? Yeah switch over to the defense, man. Let's switch over to the defense. Let's start off with the D-line. I'm telling you right now, I'll do this because let's just do this. That right there is what you're about to get as a true nose tackle. Okay? That's what George is recruiting now. Big physical bodies. If you don't know who that is, that is Jamal Jarrett. I'm telling you right now, when it comes to your defensive line, your interior defensive lineman, they're, they are going to be massive individuals. That is what Georgia. That's what's changing at Georgia. No longer are you going to see these under. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see anything under a, a three hundred is probably a no go for that interior wise. Yep. What Jordan Davis did for Georgia was <clears throat> it showed you get these guys that are physical freaks. Listen, Jamal is 6'6", 350. He is every bit of 6'6", 350. I can guarantee that. Hmm. Sadir Mitchell's another guy, 6'3", 6'4", 335 You you see what's happening here? Uh, you're you're changing. You're getting physical freaks right there, guys. Yep. <clears throat> and, and the same with the D line and the linebackers. Listen, you're not going to find these undersized guys. You're going to find guys that look like this, and you know what I mean. Like you're going to see that guys- <laughs> number tw- number twelve. Right, number 12 is is Bryce Davis. He's a class at 2025 kid. 6'4, 225. He's a rising sophomore, Juan. Rising Good. sophomore.
1: Gracious.
0: You're now I'm not saying that he'll come to Georgia, but that's the type of measurables. But you also look at the track speed. Darius, I think Darius Smith, Darius Smith is running track right now and, and just just ridiculous speeds. Right. Ridiculous times in track. He's a defensive end, Juan. He's a defensive end running those numbers. That's crazy. Like, avatars are what George is about to hit defensively. OK. <laughs> and that applies all across the board for that matter. Yeah. All across the board for that matter. So, listen, I- I'm just saying, right. When you see guys at a 6'4", 225, unless he's going to get bigger, guys, he's going. Bryce Davis will get bigger. The kid got a Vanderbilt offer and a West Virginia offer before he touched the varsity field. Juan, he got that's crazy. Now that now listen, any D one offer is what it is. Period. But to have two before, before you, even, you like hit varsity.
1: Marcy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's fucking insane. That's crazy.
0: So you know, you look at that right there. Listen, Grimsley is a D one hotspot anyway, near me. All right. So, listen, Grimsley's loaded for multiple cycles, 23, 24, right? Alex and Terrell, 24 kids. Bryce Davis, A.J. Hill That's another guy. And we'll end on this note right here. A.J. Hill would be another defensive guy. 6'3", 1, 6'3", 325 as a rising sophomore. Hasn't touched the varsity field yet.
1: And he's He's only going to get better. He's only going to get better.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Listen, from a defensive standpoint, guys, Avatars. just That's all you need to know. <laughs> Avatars. Uh, uh. Physical specimen, lab specimen. Whether it be tall, whether it be big, weighs a lot, runs fast, you're going to get that. That's what Georgia's looking for. Jordan Davis kind of trans- transformed that entire defensive recruiting process. Just saying. Trayvon Walker, same thing. This past defense just changed recruiting at Georgia from a defensive mentality. I guarantee you that. You will see that moving forward. One – I think we're done here. I hope people understand. Listen, recruiting at Georgia is changing, but it's not in a bad way, guys. It's not in a bad way. (laughs) Take what we just did in the national title game, the success on the defense, and now you're going to expand it out to multiple classes moving forward. It's just what's going to happen.
1: It's going to get better and better.
0: And it's only going to get better.
1: We're not going to rebuild. We're we're just going to reload. That's that's what's going to be great.
0: I, I love saying that. Absolutely. But with that being said, listen, if whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, listen, if, if you didn't catch it right now, that's OK. When you go back to it, comment. and Let us know. We can go back and see what you're talking about. It's all good. OK, it's all good. This is perks of doing it live, folks. You can come back, listen to what we're saying and comment as if you were watching it live. OK, <laughs> yes. But indeed. on that note to one, we're going to wrap this thing up. Right. And let everybody enjoy their Friday. OK, with that being said. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, All right? Have a happy Friday and look forward to see you on the next episode. Go dogs.
1: Go dogs. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever
0: you get your podcast, and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at
1: www.dgdpodcast.com.